Kyle Richards is setting the record straight on her divorce slash separation from Mauricio. He was caught out with his Dancing with the Stars partner again while she was over at BravoCon. And now she's saying, you know what? He's free to date. Let's get into all the latest Kyle and Mauricio of it all. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, Surf Fresh, all week long. Now, let's dive in. What up? Happy Tuesday, everybody. Everybody in the club. Okay, so we have a lot of Kyle and Mauricio news. We also have Lisa Vanderpump that's calling out Bethany Frankel and her reality reckoning and calling out Rachel Levis. And Carl Radke is also opening up about his uh, split or calling off his engagement to Lindsay Hubbard. He opened up to, Ka- to Captain Lee on his podcast. So we'll get into all of that. I also just want to remind you guys that I will be live at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood on November. 19th. Jackie in the live chat says, hello, Zach. Can't wait to see you on November 19th coming from Kansas City. Yes, you guys, please come on out. It's going to be so fun. We're going to kick off the night with a a VIP Q&A, intimate Q&A with just the VIPs. You can ask me anything. Um, It'll be like a members only, but IRL. Then we'll get into the show. We're going to have Jolene Lenzer, which any of you guys, if you've come to my Bourbon Room shows before, Jolene is a hoot. She's hilarious. She's a Bravo leb. She has a YouTube channel. You guys should subscribe. She's a comedian. She's going to open up the show for us, Jolene Lenzer. Then we're going to kick things off with a Dish It panel where we're going to dish on all the latest reality TV pop culture tea. I'll be spilling some tea with Ryan Bailey of So Good It's Bad with Ryan Bailey, uh, Donna Bowling of Daily Dose of Donna, and the Brav Bros. All of us will be there for some Dishing It on stage live. And then after that, we're going to have my very own dinner party from hell. Dun, 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 dun. With my friends, Steven, a.k.a. Faces by Bravo. Jeff Epstein, host of the Manic Podcast. Evan Real, who you know from Page Six. He hosts the Virtual Reality Podcast. Josh from Louisiana. And Zachary Reality. So... The six of us will be on stage together. We will have a dinner party from hell. And then we will have a very special interview on stage to close out the night. Special guests will be joining the show. So get ready for it. It's going to be good. It's going to be a fun, chaotic Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving night out. Um, So you can get your tickets at nofilterlive.com. That's nofilterlive.com. If you're not in L.A. or you can't make it to L.A. for November 19th, you can also live stream the show at nofilterlive.com as well. Get your passes now. All right. Let's dive into it all, everybody. Everybody. So there's a lot going on with Kyle Richards. So as we know, over the weekend at BravoCon, there was an interview that she gave to TMZ where she said that, you know, the past year of her life was really challenging. She and Mauricio were, you know, she lost her friend, which was really hard. She had to grieve the loss of her friend. And on top of that, she also uh, said that her divorce was really hard. And everyone's like, oh, my God, she said divorce. Well, then she went on Watch What Happens Live or she did the Andy Cohen thing that night, uh, I believe Sunday night. And she clarified that. She didn't mean to say the word divorce, that she was doing interviews and other people in the interviews were asking her about her divorce. So it was just kind of something that slipped. She didn't mean to say divorce. She clarified that she is still separated. She said, I misspoke on the carpet yesterday. Two times I had to correct someone when they said divorce. I said separated and then I went and said it and then it was everywhere. So that was my bad. So she is not headed to Splitsville, but it's interesting because TMZ also just reported, I believe this morning or last night, 
that Kyle and Mauricio don't have a prenup. Hmm. Kyle and Mauricio do not have a prenup, which means this might be an interesting divorce, and that may be why they're holding out on this divorce. I don't know. She also was on Teddy Mellencamp's podcast, which, by the way, or Teddy and Tamara's podcast, Two Teas in a Pod, but she was sitting down with Teddy, and shout out to Teddy. Teddy was killing it on the charts over the weekend. She was interviewing everybody. She was interviewing them, putting the interviews out like that. Granted, I'm sure she had a team. Good for her. Get it, Teddy. But so she interviewed Kyle. I think it was about a half hour interview. And in it, Kyle basically told her, she's like, listen, Mauricio's free to date. Like, we're separated. She's like, does it hurt to see him? Yes, it hurts to see him, especially with his Dancing with the Stars partner, Emma Slater. Which, interesting, because while Kyle was at BravoCon, Mauricio was not at BravoCon. He was back in L.A., understandably, because he's still doing Dancing with the Stars. So it makes sense that he would stay back in L.A. to keep dancing. But he was spotted out. This time, they weren't holding hands, but he was spotted out with Emma. And they were canoozling. They they had their arms locked in each other, going to some bar in Koreatown. Or some club in Koreatown. Which, I mean, listen, if you don't want to be seen, like, Koreatown is kind of one of the places you can go that's a little more low-key. But somehow, they ended up getting... Um, so interessante, very interesting that he's still like not hiding it. But I mean, again, Kyle said on two T's in a pod, like he, we're separated. So technically he's free to do whatever and say whatever or do whatever and, you know, date whoever. But she said that they did have a policy that if they were going to see somebody else, that they were going to kind of keep it under wraps. And so in this case, Mauricio is breaking the rules a little bit by, dipping on out publicly like he's not being coy about it so she says seeing that publicly and seeing photos of her husband with emma seems really nice she's like i know they did an instagram story together where they debunked the rumors and they said that they're just friends she's like i don't know it's confusing to me it's weird it is what it is so she seems to be hurt by it but like she's also the one that wanted the separation it's been a year now so Oh, that's right. He was eliminated from Dancing with the Stars. Thank you, Susie. I completely... Oh, so he's just hanging out with Emma for the fun of it. OMG. Susie, thank you for that that tidbit of information, that tidbit of tea. That's right. He was eliminated last week. So him going out to Koreatown with Emma, one, Koreatown is where you, you don't expect the paparazzi to be. Okay. It's a little more coy. It's kind of where you go for a bit more of a chill night out, you know, have fun, let your hair down and not really think that anybody there is going to care if you're like famous. Um, because just the vibe is just, it's, it's chill. Um, interesting, interesting. interesting. Emma's probably like, I know of a spot that we can go to where they won't find us. Okay. And at this point, I do believe that the paparazzi are following them because it's such a hot story. A lot of times, like, if it's just a general thing and nobody's really making headlines and they happen to be caught by the paparazzi, usually they get tipped off by the paparazzi because they want to keep their photos relevant. They want to keep themselves in the news. They want to sometimes they get paid for the photos in exchange for photographers being able to take them. So it's all, you know, scripted for the most part. But I think in this case, paparazzi are probably following Mauricio's every move. And if they see Mauricio and Emma, they want to get those photos because it's such a hot story right now. Interesting. So... Yeah, he's just hanging out with Emma. It, it sounds like it was a date, right? It sounds like they're dating or at least getting close. Because think about it. Are you still going to be going out? Or are you still going to be sneaking around with your Dancing with the Stars partner if there's nothing going on after you've been eliminated? Like at that point, you're like, oh, my God, it was so good to see you. That was so fun. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I have questions. 
Um, but speaking of Teddy and two teas in a pod, I know they did a, Andy did a squash the beef and it's kind of going viral right now because it was a surprise squash the beef because he was like, oh, squash the beef with Vicky Gunvalson and a question mark. Who is it? Oh, it's Teddy Mellencamp. And then Teddy came out. And I mean, I think that that was kind of interesting. They didn't squash their beef. Vicky was like, I don't have anything to say to her. And Teddy's like, why? Because, you know, you, you're intimidated by somebody that actually has cancer. I will say this. I do like me some Teddy. Okay. But that line was, it felt a little rehearsed. It didn't land the way that I thought that it would. And also just like making a joke about you having cancer. Like, I don't know. It was just weird. Um, Cause Vicky was, she was like, I was mad that you said, where was I on January 6th? She's like, I was not at the Capitol. I was in Puerto Vallarta with my boyfriend. What was his name? The one that was running for, uh, for office, Steve, Steve jobs. I don't know. Steve something Brooks Marks. I don't know. But yeah, she was in Puerto Vallarta. She wanted to make that clear. She's like, Teddy, how dare you say that, Teddy? And then Teddy was like, oh, what? But it didn't seem like the audience really liked Teddy. The hard part was Vicky was also just awarded the um, the Wifetime Achievement Award. So obviously, like, she was embraced and well-loved. And Teddy's not normally the most liked amongst the fandom. So I think they kind of set Teddy up to lose. Like, they built Vicky up. I'm surprised they didn't announce Vicky's return to OC as a full-time housewife. Do you think that they'll offer her a spot full time or do you think they're kind of like, all right, miss moving on. We're done. Hmm. Questions I have. So yeah, that's the Kyle and Mauricio stuff. That's the the Teddy versus Vicky stuff. And then Vicky, yeah, she didn't even finish squashing the beef. She's like, that's it. I'm done with you. I'm done. And she like walked off stage. So fine. She's like, I'm the OG of the OC. Oh, and then Kelly Dodd even spoke out. And Kelly Dodd's like, Teddy's a rat. And she's scum on the bottom of my shoe. And I can't believe Vicky, Vicky is the OG of the OC. And you can't come for the OG of the OC. And she was basically just dragging Teddy. I don't know what she has against Teddy Mellencamp. But mm, interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, let's see. Do we want to talk about Carl and Lindsay? Or do we want to talk about Lisa Vanderpump? So Lisa Vanderpump is calling out. I love Teddy, by the way. I know some pe- a lot of people don't like Teddy. She's grown on me a lot. And I know a lot of people are like, she's this or she's that. She's boring. I don't think she's boring. Okay, let's talk about LVP versus Bethany. So she is not part of Bethany. She's not having Bethany's reality reckoning, right? She talked to Us Weekly. And in her statement to Us Weekly, she said... Um, that she's so thankful to NBC and to Bravo. They've taken so much crap lately from so many people that used to work for them. And I think it's a shame. You got to also look at what they've given you as well. And I agree with Lisa. I think that you take the good with the bad. And I think Andy's comment at, um, Andy's comment at, uh, the day one panel, right? Where he was, um, doing his Ask Andy, and he was asked about Bethany's reality reckoning, and he's just like, listen, the fans all showed up. The talent all showed up. This, like, we're all here. We have a, I think that's one thing you do have to give Bravo credit for, because some people were mad at me, like, why are you defending Andy Cohen and the reality reckoning? You're just jealous of Bethany Frankel. I'm not fucking jealous of Bethany Frankel. Listen, do I wish I had some of that money? Absolutely. Bethany's got bang. But, like, I would never want my career to go from such a high to plateau and to plummet into such a sad place that her life has become. Um, she's clearly not happy in her life. And that's why she has to have this like, try any, like when, when somebody's doing something philanthropically, like 
they're not this angry and bitter and like sad in their life. Like, I don't know. Like, go get some more makeup from TJ Maxx, girl. Keep trying to work on that brand deal because they ain't interested. Whatever. So um, Lisa also talked about Rachel Levis. She says that she thinks that Rachel should have come back and she wanted Rachel to like actually have a sit down and to talk with Lisa. And here's the thing. Sandoval had his opportunity to sit down and talk to Lisa. Ariana had her opportunity to sit down and talk to Lisa. And I think Lisa comes into it so objectively that it would have kind of opened you know, an opportunity for Raquel to possibly get back into good graces, right? Lisa doesn't want to see Raquel continue to get plummeted. Like Lisa always, you know, tries to turn things around. She'll scold you. She'll give you a pat on the back, but then eventually, you know, she'll help make sure you can re get reacclimated into the group. Right. Um, she says that she would have given Raquel a safe space. She said, I'm not putting it out there that it wouldn't be anything less than safe, but it would be nobody interrupting her where she could have had a conversation and really shared her thoughts because I would have wanted, I would have been ready to hear that. And I would have liked to see the growth. You know, she went off somewhere for three months, but I don't like the lies that are coming about Bravo and NBC and Bethany saying, oh, she got paid like an intern. And me saying, no, she got a few hundred thousand dollars. That's not true. And her turning around and saying, oh, that's a lie. No, it's not. It's factual. And that's how much you got paid. She got paid a couple hundred dollars and good for her. Hundred thousand, sorry, couple hundred thousand. Was it a couple? Was it? It was one something or two something. She got paid well. She got paid more than an intern. So I agree with with LVP. Raquel saved that show. She should have come back, but it was her choice not to because she wanted more money. And hit, well, listen, and that's the crazy thing is that's what Bethany said. Remember when she was talking about when the women when Jill Zarin got fired and she's what did she say? Um, pigs get fed and hogs get slaughtered. Or something like that. And it's true. Pigs get fed. Hogs get slaughtered. When you overshoot your mark, how did you were a full-time cast member for one season? And she was part of saving the show, right? You can't uh, completely credit Raquel for saving that show. Because had Raquel slept with anybody else's man, it would have been juicy. But because look, she was already going after Schwartz. And that was already causing tension with Katie, but it wasn't enough for people to save the show, right? The reason the show, the reason the scandal was so big is because of Tom and Ariana. Their relationship is one that we've invested in for many, many years, right? Had there not been a catalyst like Raquel that affected something that we had such an emotional attachment to, which was seeing Tom and Ariana together, especially seeing how much they fought Kristen to fight for their love and to fight to have this relationship together, that's what made it so impactful. Everyone wants to give Raquel the credit. It could have gone to any other bimbo, right? It could have gone to any other Bambi-eyed bitch that came in and slept with Tom. It could have been another Miami girl situation. Raquel definitely added an element, a bigger layer that made the scandal so much bigger. But the reason it was so shocking and so jarring is because it was Tom and Ariana, somebody that we thought had a solid relationship. Even if they were having issues, I don't think anybody expected them to not last by the end of the season or for it to blow up the way that it did or for Tom to have a secret seven-month affair. Okay. Period. End of story. Dot, dot, dot. No, no dot, dot, dot. One dot. Just one dot. We don't need three dots. We need a single dot. <sighs> but so um, Lisa went on to say, going back to, to Bethany and the reality rocketing, she said that I think when people are going to be great authorities on something, they need to check their facts. And also, I don't like the, de the degeneration of someone 
like NBC and Bravo that have given so much to these people, so many opportunities. Of course, I'm sure people got rights, but Rachel or Raquel, she said that she was at a point negotiating for more money to come back. So these people that are now complaining, like Lisa Rinna saying boycott BravoCon and Bethany saying this, I think a lot of it was them pitching and asking for shows. I have great respect for NBC. You've seen me through the years on Watch What Happens Live. I'm one of the few talent that actually gets to do Watch What Happens Live on their own. I don't need to get slaughtered to do that. They'll always say, Lisa, what do you want to drink? I'll say, I'll have something afterwards. I think if you want to drink, then take it on yourself. Nobody is force feeding you. So a lot of that is a lot of bullshit. People casting blame. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. I agree with Lisa Vanderpump, and I don't always agree with Lisa Vanderpump, but in this case, I think a lot of people don't want to take personal accountability, and so it's easier to have a target like Bravo and NBC and want to take them down. I'm surprised Kathy, is Kathy Hilton behind all of this? Remember, she was like, I'm going to take down NBC and Bravo, and who knew that it was actually Bethany that was going to try to take down NBC and Bravo, and boy, is she flopping hard. So, congrats, girl. Rooting for you, Bethany. Bethany is the biggest hypocrite. Um, okay, let's talk about Carl and Lindsay from Summer House. As we know, just a couple months ago, Carl called off his engagement to Lindsay. It was after they finished filming this, the most recent season of Summer House. He hit a producer, said, hey, I'm going to break up with her. Get the cameras rolling. They ended up staging a scene. He sat down with Lindsay. He broke up with her on camera. She's been open about it. She says that she's really hurt. She was She felt betrayed whatever. But now Carl Radke went on Captain Lee's podcast, Salty with Captain Lee. Um, and he says in a new interview that aired this week, he says, it's been scary. It's been confusing. It's been emotional. And I feel really bad with how everything ultimately played out. If I could go back and make something a little bit easier or better, I would. Well, what is easier and better? He doesn't he doesn't think that he wouldn't take back the breakup. He thinks that it was the right move to make. He said, I do. I do firmly think Lindsay and I are going to are going in separate directions and will be healthier for us in the long run. See, this is kind of what I predicted when I first heard the news that he was just in a different place and she was in a different place. And I think he wanted different things. However, I do find it interesting that now he's back working at Loverboy part time. That was, I think, revealed to BravoCon is that he's back at Loverboy. So I'm like. I don't know, Carl, I'm trying to stick with you and I'm trying to like think that you want to go on a better path, but you were turning to Loverboy and it doesn't seem like you're leaving the show anytime soon. So a lot of this makes me go, hmm, makes me think, makes me, you know, really reconsider how I'm feeling about Carl because I keep going back and forth with him. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's see what some of you guys are saying in the live chat. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. We got a spicy one from Prairie Flower. Such a sweet, wholesome name. Zach, you keep trashing reality reckoning, but SAG-AFTA supports this for reality TV talent to get residuals. Okay, let's back that one up, right? Because we don't like to put out some misinformation. People like the buzzword of misinformation. I call it low-budget tea. So let's actually, I love when people like to challenge me, because let's actually correct this, right? SAG-AFTA did not release a statement confirming that. Bethany leaked this to the press that she was in talks with SAG. Listen, I'm sure they're like, yeah, great. Reality TV talent, sure. Like if they can get residuals, good for them. But SAG's priority right now is taking care of their actors, right? Screen Actors Guild. 
that's what it is. Their priority is their strike, which I believe has not yet been resolved. The writer's strike was resolved, but SAG is a little worried about other things. And if SAG was willing to strike a deal with reality stars, there would have been something that would have come out by now. Bethany leaked that to the press. And yes, I am going to trash the reality reckoning. Because again, it's not like... These people, at this point, we know the game of reality television. These people kind of know what they're signing up for. And so I just think, rather than put full blame onto Bravo, NBC, there just needs to be a little more personal accountability, right? That's not to say that there aren't areas where there needs to be some, you know, revisions. That's not to say, I've always been very supportive. You know, I don't know how long you've been listening to this podcast, Prairie Flower, but I've always said that I support the residuals. In my most recent interview with Erica Jane, which if you guys haven't watched, definitely check it out and thank you for supporting, dropped last Monday. Um, she said, yeah, we should be getting residuals. And I said, I agree. The residuals thing I'm very much on board with. I've never, never denied that. I think that there is room for growth and I think residuals are important. Okay. But I'm going to continue to shit on Bethany's reality reckoning and I'm going to do so shamelessly. Okay. Thank you. Next. Um, Brian Scott Patterson says, Carl gives me Colton Underwood vibes. Like the engagement was his last chance at convincing himself that he's not. Well, a big old gay. I see. I've kind of, I, I think I had a conversation with Jess Rothschilds from the hot takes and deep dives podcast. Um, Listen, I've always said to I'm like, listen, even if Carl's not gay, he should just come out as gay at this point because that's probably the only thing that's going to save his reputation. Um, yes, I know Lindsay will be on. Jackie. Oh, my God, Jackie. It was so nice meeting you in Vegas over the weekend. Uh, we took such a cute selfie. Nice to see you, girl. Um, Lindsay is going to be on Nick Vile's podcast. I Yes, I saw that. So we'll recap that when that drops. I like Nick Vile. You are... My fire. Lover Boy is coming out with a non-alcoholic line. Ooh, that's good. That is good. That's a lie. Ness, this is about residuals. Look it up. It's not about residuals, Prairie Flower. But if you want to live in a land of delusion, you're more than welcome to. Um... Mtronic says, yo, Bethany pitched and was told no, she's a hypocrite. Yeah, see, that's the other thing. Bethany was just pitching shows to Bravo just a few months ago. Why were you pitching shows to Bravo? And I know she's been like, well, I wasn't pitching shows to Bravo. I was pitching shows to a production company, and they said that the only logical you know, network to work with would have been Bravo. Listen, it's not just Bravo. NBC is a big umbrella network that has a bunch of other little networks like E and Bravo that's all underneath NBC. NBC Universal, right? So she, if, if it comes from NBC and the fish rots from the head down, then hello, you shouldn't want to work with any of these networks. Why are you continuing to want to produce reality television considering you think that the reality television is bad? Now, do I think that she's only doing this because she didn't get her spinoffs? No, I think she's doing this more to feed her ego. And the fact that she didn't get her spinoffs is not is she's kind of like, well, I burned my bridge or I'm not that I burned my bridge, but like her time here has kind of expired um, in the reality TV genre. And so, you know, she's just like, well, might as well light it all up, turn myself into the savior. Her savior complex is rich. That one. She's rich, honey, rich. So. She's still pitching, trying to get a gig with Nini. Why does she want to work with Nini? Her, do you guys remember the show she revealed? She's like, we're going to do an Ebony and Ivory, and I'm going to take Nini to the Hamptons, where she's never been, and Nini's going to take me to the South, and we're going to teach each other. I'm like, what? 
what is happening in Ireland? Like, what, you, did you really just say this on your show right now? Because this is a little weird. So, yeah. Are you going to cover this season of Potomac? Possibly. There's a lot of content right now. And so I'm going to cover whatever the richest content is. As you know, I've always loved Beverly Hills. So that's always going to be my top priority. But um, yeah, I haven't seen the premiere for Potomac. But I was just at Whole Foods. And the cashier was like, oh my God, did you see the premiere? Or yeah, did you see the episode of Potomac? And I was like, I haven't watched it yet. I was in Vegas. and I'm trying to catch up on everything. And she's like, oh my God, it's so good. So the cashier at Whole Foods, I need to find her name. Because she's so sweet to me in the mornings. Um, yeah. I'm going to watch Potomac and I will keep you posted. I usually don't do like recaps or talk about the episodes. I usually talk about the news. Um, and usually the ladies of Potomac aren't making major headlines. I know Candace Diller Bassett addressed rumors, the vimas about the husband at BravoCon about Chris Bassett and him cheating. She seems to blame it on Giselle. I'm assuming we'll hear more about that as the season goes on. So, yeah. Uh, where is the reckoning for calling her brand Skinny Girl? Why doesn't she address that? What about the not-so-skinny girls? Oh, okay. We're finding them in the live chat. Um, I mean, I, she has kind of addressed it in the past. Um, yeah, she's kind of addressed it before. So I don't, I don't know. She said that, like, Skinny Girl is the every girl. But, like, I Honestly, I don't care about Bethany that much to even think about Skinny Girl anymore. Um, I left you. Um, uh, oh, about Kempire. Yes, I'm actually, I believe Kempire's in LA this week and I, we're trying to find a time to actually meet up to hang out. So maybe we'll be grabbing a coffee later this week. Maybe he'll be on the podcast. I don't know. But I think it would be great to actually meet him and, and get to know him. I'm sure we... <laughs> Both have a lot of tea. Um, all right. Anything else before we wrap today's episode? Dun, 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 dun. I have to wrap this and tape for Morally Corrupt in 20 minutes. So Morally Corrupt, which is the show that I co-host with Rachel Lindsay on the Ringers reality TV podcast. Rachel hosts episodes that drop every Friday. The show is now being split, and so Rachel will host episodes that drop on Friday. I'll host episodes with Chelsea Stark-Jones that drop on Tuesdays. So Chelsea and I will be recapping Real Housewives of Miami and Southern Charm on the Tuesday episodes. So stay tuned for that. We are going to be taping that, and it'll be dropping soon. So every Tuesday, you can catch me and Chelsea Stark-Jones talking all about Southern Charm and the Real Housewives of Miami. Get your tickets to my new filter, Night Out Friendsgiving edition. We got Ryan Bailey, Donna Bowling, the Brav Bros, Evan Real, Steve Bases by Bravo, um, Jeff Epstein, Zachary Reality, and some very special Bravo Labs that I think you're going to love. I may announce them. I may tease them. Or it may just be a total surprise. I saw you, some of you guys got your, your tickets, your VIP tickets. It's going to be fun. I have a, a fry bar that I'm setting up for all the VIPs during our Q&A. This is the first time we've done the Q&A. Normally, it's just a photo op. But this time, we're going to do a Q&A. We're going to do fry bar. And then we'll do photos at the end of the show. So you can get VIP tickets. Or you can get your GA tickets. Or you can get your live stream tickets. All at NoFilterLive.com, November 19th at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood. I love you guys. You can always keep up with me at Just Plain Zach. You can follow the podcast at NoFilterWithZach on Instagram. And stay tuned. Lots more T2B spills. Get ready, Freddy. Let's get it, get it, get it. Ow. 
and throw them hips, girl. Bum 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 bum. <clears throat> okay. All right, guys. Ciao for now. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.